0: Hey everybody we're back. This is episode 121 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom as always is my pal DeQuincy.
1: Hey guys welcome back sorry it took so long. That's all I gotta say about that. Uh, Last podcast (laughs) was a very emotional one and I basically took up all the time so I'm gonna return the favor and give Anthony a podcast, all of us, all just let him talk about whatever he wants to talk about.
0: And we uh, we decided um, we decided to get back to some sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, what better way for me, at least, uh, than to talk about this upcoming UFC pay per view on Saturday, July eleventh, this coming Saturday, uh, UFC mm-hmm. two fifty one. It's um, it's going it, it's here. Uh, Fight Island is here. Uh, that was the big. That was the big tease from Dana White, you know, the president of the UFC, uh, for a couple of months. Oh, ever since, uh, you know, this pandemic, you know, shut everything down. Um, you know, Dana was, you know, he, he fought hard to, you know, have fights in Florida, which went really well, and then he got it was able to move back to to Las Vegas. Um, at their own facility, um, which has gone really well also. Um, But he also had told, you know, reporters, he told the media, you know, I'm securing an island. Um, Basically, you know, everybody thought it was like some sort of island in international waters because the idea was, you know, I have all of these fighters under contract in the United States. And if they're all in the United States, we're going to run through them all pretty quickly and we also have you know a lot of international fighters and his his big thing was this is an international business this is a this is a global sport and so um you know he wanted to find a, a place internationally for fighters to come and fight and he uh secured an island um not in the caribbean unfortunately um but in abu dhabi which is, I believe, the United Arab Emirates.
1: Yes, and also it's a very super villain move.
0: It's a very, <laughs> Hank, it's a Hank Scorpio move. Look at me, I got an island. Well, if he had bought it, if he bought it himself, but uh, he's, yeah, he's, you know, he's made a deal with Abu Dhabi, and you know they're hosting basically. But uh, I'm holding
1: fights on an island. It's one step away from a cheesy '70s movie. <laughs> they right. like keep bringing the Kumite back.
0: What well, that episode of The Simpsons? Yes. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, you know it's it's finally it's finally here. It's happening this weekend. Uh, the first fight island card um, is UFC 251. Now also, so they're going to be running fights through the rest of the month. So there's a card this coming Wednesday on July 15th. There's a card next Saturday, uh, which would be July 18th, I believe. There's a card following that, like the 25th or something like that. So there's yes, there's a lot of fights coming up.
1: Yeah, and know. that one the 25th is in Vegas. The rest
0: of them are on that fight island. Okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, so man, I'm I'm happy. There's you know definitely a lot of fights for me to watch, um, and. A lot of fights to watch, you know, while I'm waiting for baseball to, to finally start. Mm-hmm. And uh we'll see what happens with the NBA, man. It's it's looking uh, – it's looking – I don't know. It's on again, off again, I feel like. I feel like at this point they might just cancel it.
1: Look, all I'm saying is I remember we had a podcast a couple of months ago where – I basically said, I didn't think we were going to get sports this year, and it don't look like we're going to get sports this year. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, let's listen another podcast for another day. We'll talk about that later. But let's get back to a sport that I think runs the UFC. Let's break
0: down this main card. And, man, and by I'm we, I mean this. you. So, there's five fights on this card, mm-hmm. three championship fights, um, and – a rematch of a former championship fight and the first fight of the night, which is in the women's division, uh, 115 pound, uh, no, 125 pound, uh, flyweight division. Um, we've got number 14 ranked Amanda Rebus facing off against the returning Paige Van Zandt. Mm -hmm. Um, Paige Van Zandt is, a star, it, I mean, she's not as for she business,
1: has but a everybody knows uh, at this point. sorry about that. I hate a these damn autoplay videos. It's like, okay. the as-
0: there you go. Sorry, and I thought about someone that. was zoom bombing us. No,
1: I tried to go to um, I, when you started talking about the fights, I was trying to find the page so I can see which ones were for titles or not. So I clicked on the CBS MMA page, and a goddamn video started playing on. Oh, I hate these auto videos in all shapes yeah, and forms. they're the worst. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Continue.
0: Um, okay, no problem. I was kind of hoping for a Zoom bomb. That would have been cool. Oh, um,
1: God, no. That means we got problems.
0: That's true, too. Um, so Paige Van Zandt, you know, she's, she's a star in her own right. I mean, she's got a big social media presence. Um, if you've ever seen her social media, you know, Instagram, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, she was on dancing with the stars a few years ago and, you know, there was a lot of hype behind her because of, because of her rising popularity outside of the sport. And, you know, she has skill. She, you know, um, had some, some good wins, um, for, you know, those of us, those of you that follow the sport. I mean, she's, she's had some pretty good victories and some really, she's fought some really tough opponents as well. Um, but she's also been out since, I believe, January of last year. Her last fight was January 2019, which, I mean, that's a long time ago. Um, she did get injured last year.
1: Yeah, uh, broken arm.
0: Yeah. So you were saying that Rebus is the favorite in this fight.
1: Yes. Um, eight uh, minus 18, yeah, I'm 18. I'm sorry. Maya's 800 favorite. Well yes, what's serious. I assume Dude,
0: that's a big
1: you have to pit put down eight hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars. So oh, yeah, man. that's that's pretty <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um so oh man, <laughs> you know what real quick mm-hmm. the last pay-per-view, which was UFC two fifty,
1: yeah,
0: um the women's one hundred and thirty-five and one hundred and forty five pound double champion, uh uh Amanda Nunes, she was defending her 145-pound title against um, a really tough girl. I mean, she went the distance. She got the hell beat out of her. Uh, But Amanda was a massive favorite. Uh, You know, no question, was the massive favorite. Some guy apparently bet a million dollars to win, I think, $200,000. Like, he bet on her to win the fight so he could win, you know, whatever, whatever the the amount was. Like, it's, like, that's where I was like, man, this gambling stuff is just not for me. It's so stupid. Like, what, are, what is this, what is this guy doing? And, you know, he did it for attention, obviously, because Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier were talking about this guy all night, like, once the broadcast started. So, you know, he got what he wanted, but. Uh, it's just unbelievable. I, I, I still don't understand the odds and all that stuff, but just so weird.
1: So basically um, the odds in v- betting, um, they set the odds to so where people will bet equally on both sides. So mm-hmm. people must be betting heavily on uh, revas Riva, to make the odds that high in her
0: favor. Oh, okay. I see. It's, maybe I'll give it a shot one of, these, one of these days. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but so it's, it's, I understand why she's a favorite because uh, one, I've never actually seen her fight. Um, but looking at her record, she's nine and one. Uh, she's, she fought in March uh, of this year. So, and she's, you know, she's definitely been more active than Paige has. She's fought three times uh, since last June. So yeah obviously that's way that's you know way more active than Paige has been. Uh she's won all three of those fights. She she's and she's beat some really good uh competition in the last her last two fights random Marcos who is a veteran of the, the division um and Mackenzie Dern who is a world renowned jujitsu you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu player and um also someone that, you know, they're looking to kind of be like a future star in the sport um, sooner than later. But so that was that was a huge win for her for uh, Reba. So, yeah, I can I can see why she would be the, uh, the favorite in that one. Um, so I, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to go against her considering she, just just by the fact that she's been more active over over the past calendar year. Uh, and, you know, Paige has a, like I said, she has a lot of other interests outside of the sport, you know, with just her, uh, with her star, with her star power outside of the sport. Um, And I think, you know, it's, it's one of these instances where, you know, your crossover appeal is um, your appeal is, is crossing over more so into, you know, it's crossing over more so than, you know, than it was in the sport. So it's like, you know, you're becoming, a, I'm sorry, you're becoming a bigger star outside of the sport. So um, the motivation to, you know, to stick with it may may lessen. I don't know. Um, I don't know.
1: I feel like we all saw what happened to Ronda Rousey. She was a huge star. She was in movies and everything. And then as soon as she started losing, that buzz sign kind of just went away. Like, yeah, she was still a big hit in the WWE,
0: but she wasn't as big as she was before those losses started hitting. Right, but the difference between her and Paige was that she became a star because of her fighting, because she, you know, was so dominant and was undefeated for a long time and uh, was was tapping girls out in the first round of her fights um, or submitted girls in the first round of her fights. So she became a big star within the sport. And Paige hasn't really established herself as that, you know, that big-time star, that big threat to uh, even fighting for a title. Um, she got close a couple of years, I would say, in 2018, um, but it just, she was inconsistent even during that time. Um, and again, you know, she's again that popularity. I think is is taking over. Um, so. And apparently, this is her last fight on her contract. I believe. Yes,
1: I believe I saw that in. Yeah. And I heard. You... I heard
0: someone talk about this on another another podcast. Um, her husband is a 170 pound fighter in Bellator, which is a, a competing um, promotion. And there's an idea that you know she might just leave to. Go to Bellator, it would be easier uh, for them, I think. You know, to promote each other um, and to, yeah, I mean, basically to promote each other. If she does continue to fight, I mean, she's only twenty-six. She's very young. Um, she still has a lot of time in the sport if she wants.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she could very well get out too. I and mean, you know, there's, you know, there's no problem with that either. But I think if she does want to continue fighting, um, she might jump over to Bellator, um, who I would definitely welcome her. Would welcome her with open arms because of her star power, um, and just because of you know her husband's already there. Like there's, you know, I think that could be something that they could capitalize on as well.
1: All right, man. So something capitalize, but yeah, if you had to gamble a hundred dollars on this match, who are you putting it on?
0: I'd put on Rebus. All right,
1: so. Yeah. Re- that's uh, Anthony's pick for this match is Rebus. All right, man, let's move on to the next spot. next battle. Who so do you the,
0: So the next fight is also in the women's division. It's uh, for at the 115 pound strawweight division. Former champion uh, Jessica Andraj is facing former champion Rose Naman Yun- Naman Yunus. This is a rematch uh, from their fight, I believe, last year. Where Rose was the champion, she was the 115 pound champ, uh, 15 pound champion, going into the fight defending against uh, Andraj. and so this was a fight that I didn't see like live, um, but I you know I saw the replays. Uh, the first round Rose uh, was, she won the first round apparently. You know she was very she was real dominant. She was um, she had control of that round, and then the second round came. And Jessica Andraj slammed her on top of her head and knocked her out cold and won the title. Um, and basically, you know, Rose went away after that uh, for a little while. Like, I think this is her first fight back since. Uh, yeah, her first fight back since yeah last May of
1: 2019. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm re- watching the. Yeah, I'm watching that slam, guy. Yeah. Oh, the CT. He just bubbling.
0: Yeah, it was a crazy slam. If, I mean, that, that, was,
1: if that happened on wrestling, the, the referee would be throwing up the X so fast. Oh, yeah. He landed Absolutely. right on the crown of her head.
0: Yeah. And it was a – I mean, it was a – <laughs> that's as much of a statement as you can make as a fighter, um, knocking out the champion in that fashion. Um, and then a few months later, she actually lost her first title defense. Uh, three months later, in uh, in August of 2019.
1: Yeah, in 42 so, seconds.
0: Yes, and I saw that fight. That was crazy. She came out strong. Um, they fought in China, and uh, the new champion is uh, Zhang Wei Li. Uh, she's from China, so it was like a big showcase fight for her. And it was, it was you know one of those like storybook matches you know it's like the the hometown favorite wins the title in her first you know her first opportunity uh, to fight for the title you know it was and it was an impressive stoppage it was an impressive you know win for for wiley so and this is the that was the last time andrage fought august of 2019 so they've been off uh they've had a, roughly the same amount of time away from the sport so i think um, I think this is a good, this is a perfect time for them to rematch. They're, they're ranked number one and two in the division. So, um, there's going to be, uh, it's going to be a close fight. Uh, what I'm saying, like, it's, it's going to be a lot closer than that slam, um, indicated. Mm-hmm. I think it might actually, it'll be a lot similar to the first round of that fight where it was, um, you know, just, it was more of a fight instead of like a a brawl or a or you know a chaotic ending, you know like like a slam on top of the head.
1: Please, no, uh, one, which, uh, no more slams on the head, please. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like this one's a much closer match betting wise. Seems like Rose is a slight favorite, uh, minus oh, wow. two hundred, and. I want to call her Andrade. <laughs> this is all the wrestling. She's a uh, oh, 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 plus one seventy, so this is much closer than the first match. Yeah, but people, but the betting seems to be on on Rose. I was like, I know that name sounds familiar. And then I, I watched the video. It was like Thug. I was like, Yep, I remember her.
0: Thug Rose. Yes, yeah, I remember
1: that. That's a nickname you do not forget.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> and she doesn't look like it, man. She's a tiny little petite lady and man she's she's a killer she's a great uh, fighter and andrage is she's built like a little tank man she is tough and powerful obviously um, yeah.
1: rose has a look on her face that just screams i will fuck you up anytime anyplace
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> like i don't think she smiled and since she was a child all right yeah. uh what uh, anything else oh about that match and more importantly who would you bet on to win
0: man um this is an interesting fight you know we, you hope it's more of a continuation of the first round than the second um hopefully it's back and forth something like that it has a, i think it has potential to be a really really good fight maybe even fight of the night potential i mean there's again there's three fights ahead that, that can uh, that will be in contention for sure, um, but this could be a dark horse fight of the night candidate. I think because Rose is tough when she's when she's on, and Andrade is, is always tough, man. You know she's tough and strong, and, and um, man, it's 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 a tough call. But uh, I think I'm going to go with Rose as well on this one.
1: All right, sticking with the favorite yet again. All right, man. I'm making sure I note all these these, these choices. I got two days to decide, and I want to bet on these. So, <laughs> All right, moving on to the next match. Where are you going, man?
0: So we've got um, the first of three title fights, and this is for the vacant 135-pound bantamweight title. Um a little backstory. Uh, I guess it was last month. It was last month that Henry Suhudo, who was the champion at the time, defended his title against former champion, Dominic Cruz. He stopped him in the second round. And after the fight, Oh no, this was uh, two pay-per-views ago. So two months ago, after the fight, um, he announced his retirement. he, There's, there's a lot. That's, that's a whole nother issue. Um, You know, there's talks that he wants more money and, you know, the UFC isn't willing to pay him as much and that kind of drama, you know, that's kind of behind the scenes, but, you know, he, but what he's saying is, you know, I'm going out on top. I'm, you know, two division champion, Olympic gold champion in wrestling. Um, So he was just ready to, you know, go out on top, but, Um, In doing so, you know, he's vacated the title and it threw everything out of whack. Um, And last month, there was three fights on the card on on the main pay-per-view card of UFC 250 of uh, six guys that fight in the the Bantamweight division, all 135 pound um, challengers at this point. I mean, they all put on great performances or the winners did at least you know guys that can easily fight for the title next um mm-hmm. but because those fights were already lined up um and they wanted to get a champion in quick they have decided to go with uh the number 3 ranked petr Jan, who is from russia it looks like I thought he was from poland but oh he's from
1: his first from name russia. is p e t r that's uh, if that's not Russian, I'll eat my <laughs> yeah. eat my Astros hat. Um, yeah,
0: man, I, I you know everybody Russian
1: professional, mixed smart. Yep, yeah.
0: everybody, I, you know everybody thought it was Peter Peter Yan. Everybody wanted to call him Peter Pan Yan, but his name is Pet Peter Peter Yan. Oh, and just like a Russian to ruin a good joke, <laughs> right? He is fighting against uh, a legend a true legend in the sport um the former 145 pound champion um who is now fighting at 135 pounds uh from Brazil Jose Aldo Jr and this is an interesting case because his first fight at, at 135 pounds uh, he lo- or he won by decision i think nine out of 10 people would agree that he lost that it was very it was a very controversial decision in my mind Um, I think his name had a lot to do with that decision Um, and because of that you know because he technically won you know in the record books uh, he was given this opportunity to to fight for the title um, in part because the guys that fought last month weren't some of the, most of them were actually coming back from layoffs, uh, from injuries and suspensions and whatnot. So um, he was basically just the right place at the right time. Even though you know it's 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 tough to to justify him legitimately fighting for this title right now, uh, just because that fight was so was closer than it looked. Uh, or, no, it, it, in my mind, it wasn't as close as, as it was. Um, but he, you know, was given the decision and thus the opportunity to fight for the title, for the vacant title. Um, and this is his chance to uh, become a two-division champion in his career, um, to uh, to continue his career. I mean, he's you know, he's 33 years old. I mean, he's a year older than me but I mean, the guy's been fighting since 2004 and he's been a champion for most of those years. I mean, from basically 2000, uh, I want to say two, uh, from 2009 up until 2018 or 2017. I mean, for eight years, he was champion. Um, he was almost unstoppable. Um, or 2015, I'm sorry. He got knocked out by Con McGregor, but you know, he – you know, it was towards the end of this, you know, his first run. Um, and so, you know, it's like this is one more chance for him, I feel like. But, you know, Petr Jan is younger. Uh, you know, I would say he's hungrier. You know, he's definitely on a winning streak, a better winning streak than uh, than Jose Aldo.
1: He's on a nine-fight winning streak.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. So.
1: Well, since so okay, he, he's on a c- nine-fight winning streak, including six UFC victories.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm I'm mistaken. He he lost his first fight against uh, – his first fight at 135 pounds. Who? Uh, Jose Aldo.
1: Oh, against um Marlon Mar- Mar- Oh, yeah.
0: I could have sworn it went the other way.
1: Um, um, no, he was controversial, controversial loss.
0: Controversial loss. That's right. That's why it's controversial because he lost the fight and he's still given the title shot. But the, you know, okay, that that makes way more sense. Um, because Marais had just fought for the title and lost. He lost against his you know his first shot against Segudo. Uh, he got he got stopped. That's right. Um. That's why it's weird because you know he's lost. He lost in the record books. He's on a losing streak, and he's fighting for the title. That's why. That's what's so funky about this fight. Um, who's the who's the favorite going in?
1: Uh, it is Jan. Jan. Uh, he is a negative two thirty, and Aldo is plus one ninety. Oh, so man. yeah, slightly slight favorite.
0: Okay, well, I'm doing this. I don't want you to place your bets on my account. <laughs> okay. But uh, if you do bet. But to mix it up, I'm going to – I think it would be an upset if Jose Aldo won this fight.
1: Oh, you're going I'm with gonna, the old man?
0: I'm going to go with the old man, no. the old gunslinger at this point, the underdog. Um, you know, he's just – He has to – he's going to have to work outside. He's going to have to, you know, keep the distance because Jan is a powerful fighter. You know, he knocked out uh, Uriah Faber in his last fight last December uh, via head kick. I mean, it was was a nasty head kick. You know, Faber didn't go out cold. He was just knocked out. He was – it was one of those stunning knockouts where it's like, Okay, that's it. I can't I'm um, I even I acknowledge I'm I'm out. Like he, he dropped and was just like, Okay, I'm not gonna dispute the stoppage. Like like I would rather you stop it now. And uh, that's what happened.
1: Like he wasn't knocked out, but all the fight had gotten knocked out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean Jan's he, he's uh, defeated Jimmy Rivera, who's a tough fighter in the division. John Dodson, who is uh, a really tough opponent in that division. And, uh, you know, the, the Faber knockout. I mean, he's, he's he's definitely earned a title shot at this point, especially, you know, with uh, Suhudo retiring, Dominic Cruz having just lost his his comeback fight, and the other guys having fought last month. I mean, it was... It's a good time for him. You know, it was, again, right place at the right time for him, for Jan as well.
1: Um, Can you envision a world where um, Aldo wins the championship and is like, well, I'm doing the same thing and retiring? <laughs> it's like the episode of The Simpsons where Homer finally beats Bart in the uh, boxing video game. Right. And he just like, I retired from the sport of video, uh, video boxing of Aldo wins and during, I don't know. That'd just be funny to me if, like, right after the last guy who won the championship retired, he retires to, be like, the title's curse or something. But, anyway, continue. Sorry. Uh,
0: you know what? I, I could see that happening. And I could see that happening. Or, you know, if it happened, I wouldn't be as um, – or I, don't, I don't, or not me, but I don't think Dana White and the UFC would be, um, I, I don't think they would be completely taken aback, or they wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't shake them as much as uh, it did, I think, the last time the champion retired mm. two months ago. Um, because, again, based off of the performances from last month's pay-per-view with all those guys, in the same division fighting and winning and stuff. Um, the, the, a lot of these guys are back. The division is looking strong again. And, th- you know, all three of the winners from that last pay-per-view could very well uh, could make a strong case to fight for the title next. So the division is in good shape if something like that were to happen, if Aldo were to win and retire and <laughs> vacate the belt. Um, two of those three guys could fight each other for the title. Um, Petr Jan could get back in the mix. It would be last. He would be the last one to get back in, Mm -hmm. but he could get back in quick, quicker, quickly. Um, And yeah, I I think, you know, it wouldn't be a, a, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to happen. If, um, if Aldo won the title and, Retired and vacated, which is something I didn't even consider until just now. <laughs> with that is – I kind of want to see that happen now.
1: Yeah, that, yeah.
0: Sound crazy, but you want to see that world, don't you? It'd be a hot potato situation with that t- It's. It would become a hot potato situation with that title at this point.
1: Yeah. All right, so you're picking auto to win your first upset of the night. See if we can make it two in a row. What's the next match?
0: So the next match is the co-main event of the evening. It is for the 145-pound featherweight title. Uh, it's a rematch. Um, we have the former champion Max Blessed Holloway fighting against uh, the man who defeated him for the title. Uh, I believe when did that happen? That was uh, in December. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. Um,
1: Okay, i just say something right here. A little tangent. I hate the word co-main event. Only one match can be the main event. It's the last match. I agree. I agree. agree. You say co-main event to make the participants feel better. We know which one is the main event. It's whoever goes
0: last. Absolutely. Bar none. All right. And, you know, it's like, especially if it's a really good fight it doesn't Mm -hmm. you don't need that that mention you know we we get it we you know if the second to last fight is fantastic i mean if it's a barn burner if it's exciting or you know whatever whatever you know however you want to describe it it's all it means is that it could have been the main event maybe on another card maybe on you know somewhere else you know um, on the schedule, but just not this night. And that's okay. You know, but we don't need it to be we don't need to, yeah. We, it doesn't need the distinction of being the co-main event. Because it's not the main event at all. Okay. Mini ran over. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Okay. Continue, my man. So we've got Max Holloway uh, in the rematch uh, fighting the champion Alexander Volkanovsky who beat Max in December, five round decision. Um, it was a really good fight. Max was off to a good start in the first two rounds, and then Volkanovski really adjusted. He adjusted to Max. Um, he landed a lot of leg kicks, or kicks to the leg, um, and it really, it really um, changed the game for for Max. And you know, definitely was the X factor in Volkanovsky winning that fight. And at this point, I mean, it was, it's the fight to make, it was the fight to make. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's the rematch to make because Holloway didn't get knocked out. He, he didn't get, you know, uh, submitted or, or there was no stoppage. It was just, it was a five round decision that, um, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the most dominant performance, but it was. It was
1: it good wasn't, enough. Go ahead. I was gonna say it wasn't controversial.
0: Correct. I mean, it was the right decision, and um, it was. It was. It's one of those rare instances, really. Like we don't see this too often, where you know the the champion who loses the match should get an automatic rematch, or you know the next or should get a rematch, you know, before anybody else. Um, And this is, this is one of those cases. I mean, you know, Max, um, what's exciting is about this is that these guys are, and also uh, getting into this point, but um, like with Connor and, and Jose Aldo when Aldo lost the title for the first time, you know, again, he had been fighting for a very long time. He was, you know, he was a veteran. He was already battle tested at this point. so you could kind of, in theory, say it was kind of a, you know, changing of the guard type of situation, which is more complicated than that because Connor left the division and whatnot. But in this case, that's that's not the case in this one. This is, I think, what makes this fight so interesting is that this could become, this has the the, the chance to become a rivalry, a true rivalry that we haven't seen in a long time—not since you know the days of like Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture, where those guys fought three times you know, within, I think, two or three years. And this, you know, this could, this could be next. Um, if Max were to regain the title from Alexander, you could very well see a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And, you, again, you don't see that very often. We're going to see it next month with the heavyweight title on the line. Um, but before that, there ha- that hadn't happened in the longest time. And this could very well be another instance of trilogy in the making. It would be incredible if it did, because it would, um, you know, it would, uh, it would be incredible because both of these guys are still in the prime, if not even at their prime. I mean, Holloway is, uh, he's 28 years old. Uh, Volkanovsky is 31 years old, but Volkanovsky has only been fighting since uh, since 2012. So that's, that's all that's a short amount of time, Mm -hmm. um, even at his age currently. But, you know, he, I don't know if you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of Alexander Volkanovsky before this, but he um, played professional rugby.
1: Uh, Yeah. I'm reading up on him right now. He's on an 18 fight winning streak
0: and knockout power. Right, and that comes, I think, from those rugby days because he's he's listed at five foot six, and he fights at one hundred and forty five pounds. When he played rugby, he was like two hundred and forty pounds. Like,
1: you say he's, he's five was, foot six?
0: Yeah, that means oh, he Jesus. was a little. He's tank. stout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was when he played rugby. He had to have been like a little tank. So you know, to be a hundred pounds lighter, and and you know you. I'm sure you, you know, retain a lot of that power, especially against guys that are yours that, you know, you're going down to their size, you know, it's mm-hmm. a 145 pounds. So, um, but man, if anybody's going to make a trilogy worth watching, it's Max Holloway. This guy can fight and he loves to fight and he's all business. You know, he doesn't get caught up in trash talk and, and all this kind of stuff, all that kind of extracurricular stuff. He loves fighting and he respects the guys that he fights. It's just business for him. And he wants to make the fights exciting. He wants to prove that he's the best and he wants to put, but in doing that, he wants to put on the best performance. He wants to stand in the middle of the cage with, you know, with his opponent swinging, you know, swinging it out. Um, You know, he's capable of taking it to the ground and, and whatnot, uh, actually, he's a purple belt in Brazilian yeah. Jiu-Jitsu, so you know he's he's skilled enough to to work the ground. But he, I mean, it's exciting to watch him stand up and and, and swing uh, with the best of these guys.
1: All right, man. Seems like you're excited. And uh, going to the bed. Who's the now. Favorite in this one. Oh, uh, Volkanovski.
0: <laughs> man, see how how, how barely
1: much- he's a yeah. minus twenty. Mine is 220 favorite hallway plus 180. So, wow, okay. I understand why the people are so excited to watch this. They're so all these matches You like, except for the first one we talked about, all these matches, you know, they're gonna be really close.
0: Yeah, they, they definitely have that possibility. Um, man, oh, it's a tough one, it's hard to. It's hard to bet against the champion, um, especially a guy with that, the kind of power that Volkanovski has, but man, I'm going to go with Holloway. He's, he's a fan favorite. Um, he is, you know, he's got a lot left in the tank and if he wins, you know, I, now I'm just thinking about it. I want him to win to extend the trilogy or to create a trilogy. Um, and, you know, to keep this rivalry going because it, it you know, it's only going to benefit both of those guys, you know, they're going to, they're going to keep fighting for the title. They're going to make, you know, a lot of money and uh, cement their legacies. You know, there's a lot on the line besides just the title. I mean, there's history that could be made and um, I don't think maybe it's getting, maybe I'm getting too ahead of that fight, but um, it's, you know, it's, that possibility isn't really being talked about, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's a very um, it's a very strong possibility of happening, um, and and part of that it's it's being overshadowed by the main events, you know, with everything that's going on with the main event. But um, yeah, th- again, there's there's a lot there's a lot on the line with this fight besides the title. Um, and it's exciting. It's exciting to think that, you know, all of this could happen. Um, just if Halloween, you know, wins the fight on Saturday.
1: All right, well, we got two, two upsets in a row for you. Can we make it three? <laughs> on to the
0: main event. The main event, indeed. What a main event this is. This is, um, this is one of those, oh man, I don't know how to, where to begin with this. This is kind of, this is kind of classic COVID if you ask me, I I don't know. (laughs) No way. Why do you say that? So, So the main event is for the 170 pound welterweight title. The champion is, uh. Kamaro, the Nigerian Nightmare, Usman. He's fighting uh, Street Jesus himself, Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. And this fight was supposed to happen, and then it didn't happen, and then it was, it was, it ha- it's going to happen. Um, there's a lot to be said about this fight um you know usman has he won the title last year he defended it in impressive fashion against colby covington um which was a bitter um heated rivalry that you know everything bled into this fight it wasn't just fighting it was personal it was political it was everything and it was a great fight. All four or five rounds. I think it stopped in the fifth round. Or it may have gone to decision. I don't remember exactly. Um but uh yeah it's not it was stopped in the fifth round. Um and you know that was Camaro's first title defense and it you know really showed his toughness and up and You know, leading up to that, you know, he'd started a rivalry with uh, Masvidal. The guys were, you know, trained at the same uh, camp, you know, American top team
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, or trained at the same gym for a while. And uh, so that, you know, they've known each other and they've uh, gotten along and they didn't get along. And, you know, there's bad blood between the guys. And so, and Masvidal has become a, a massive star in his own right uh, without the title without fighting for the title he's been he started out as a a, a backyard brawler in, uh, in florida fighting for uh, the late great kimbo slice and you know so he's he's developed this cult following this this you know legendary status as you know this street kind of fighter um you know and he has the you know the fastest knockout in ufc history which was last year a, a year ago um on july 5th i believe
1: was that when he knocked the guy out just by running at him and getting him with the knee to the face flying
0: flying knee and knocked him out in five seconds and it's <laughs> the fastest knockout in the ufc history and maybe the most devastating knockout because he knocked him out with his knee knee to the head and Ben Askren was out for minutes. I mean, not just a few seconds, but, like, at least three minutes. It was scary. It was ugly. It was incredible. It was, man, the most – yeah, just the most incredible knockout you'll ever see. I mean, yeah. It was – man.
1: I've watched it a couple of times. Every time I watch him, like, it looks like he just grazes the side of his head.
0: Yeah, he was taking a shot because Askren is a wrestler, mm-hmm. and Mazadal was – uh anticipating him to take the shot to start the fight and he was 100 right yeah. he came in with that flying knee and just as a rap oh man the yeah. announcer you know couldn't even get the uh you know he couldn't even say you know his ad you know, <laughs> you know he has to advertise these companies you know at the start of the fights presented by and then oh my god like you don't even know who presented the, the round because he knocked him out so quickly. Somebody uh, Modella was pissed
1: off, right?
0: <laughs> um, so, and then he started. You know, he started a rivalry with Nate Diaz, and they fought last year in Madison Square Garden uh, for the the BMF, the Baddest Motherfucker title. Um, the Rock presented the title to these guys, and uh, it was a great fight that ended too early. Uh, doctor stoppage some say if the fight had gone and you know happened in vegas they would have let the fight continue but Mm -hmm. new york has a history of questionable rulings um i mean hell they just barely legalized the you know mixed martial arts in the state um what four years ago and that was completely political i mean the new york state athletic commission you know has is uh is about as almost as bad as the Texas licensing commission, whoever the that's another story for another day. Um, because Texas is really bad when it comes to sports licensing, whatnot, but, um, yeah, so that fight ended, uh, it, it, it ended, um, quicker than it should have, uh, and so Mazdal has been riding this wave um, of big, big fights, big victories. And then he got into a contract dispute with, with Dana and the UFC and he wanted more money, but he just re-signed a new, or he just signed a, a, a fight extension, I think a year ago. So, you know, there was a, it became a big public spat between the UFC and Mazdal, um because, you know, he just signed a, a new deal, you know, less than a year ago. So it's like they're, they're saying, well, he was happy with the money then and he hadn't fought in that time. And, but now all of a sudden he wants more money and it's, it, it got pretty ugly. Um, and so this fight wasn't even supposed to happen because it, you know, it was going to happen because it was like, okay, this is the fight to make. These are the, these guys want to fight each other. Um, Mazadal's clearly deserving of the title shot. Um, and, you know, this is the fight that people want to see because people are familiar with the bad blood between these guys, but the contract dispute put a stop to all of that. So once Mazadal got pushed aside, they, um, gave the opportunity to the the number one contender mm-hmm. who only became number one contender a month ago. He beat the former champion Tyron Woodley in, a, in really impressive fashion. I mean, he, he beat him for five rounds and there was no question, like, this guy is uh, deserving of the number one contender spot. Uh, Gilbert Burns, uh, world-class Brazilian jiu-jitsu player. Uh, tough, tough as nails guy. And um, became number one contender, and so a month ago, the fight was signed for Fight Island, headlining show or the headlining match of the Fight Island card, Kamara Usman versus Gilbert Burns. Which, you know, for diehards, I was excited. I was like, okay, cool. We're get Usman's fighting. He's put, you know, he's he's, you know, we haven't seen him in a few months. You know, we want to see him fight again uh burns is the new uh, he's the new he's the flavor of the week at this point and you know he's he's on a hot streak um he's the number one contender sure let's do it let's see these guys fight because it's going to be an interesting fight They're roughly the same age uh one's a you know a really great wrestler the other, the other is a really great jujitsu player it's one of those matchups that's you know um The styles are are, styles. Make fights, and this this had potential to you know to be a stylistically appealing fight. So a week ago, I guess a week ago, now tomorrow, Friday, um, came out that Gilbert Burns tested positive for COVID, and he got pulled from the fight. So the fight is in jeopardy, and Max Holloway and. Alexander Volkanovsky looked, like to, looked to be the, the new main event, uh, which is a great main event, but still disappointing because you've, you, you know, we were hoping that there were going to be three title fights. We were hoping to see Kamar Usman you know, defend his title again, as, especially after the way he, he fought Colby Covington. Um, and then the rumbling started Friday night, late Friday night, Saturday morning. And some of us, like myself, were like, is this really going to happen? Could this could this happen? There's no way it's going to happen. Maybe it will happen. Rumblings began that Game Bread was, was game ready. He was ready to take the fight. Nate Diaz even chimed in and said he was looking – or not Nate Diaz, Colby Covington was looking for that rematch, uh, which would have been good. To, would, it was, you know, it was a great fight the first time around, um, but it was one of those instances where – or it's the classic case of champion beat you. You, you lost your, you, you had your chance to win the title and you came up short. It's back, back to the line for you. You know, mm-hmm. as great as that fight was, um, it wasn't a controversial decision. You weren't winning that fight. You know, it should have been the new champion. You lost. So it's back to the drawing board. You know, you're at the back of the line now. Um, but you know, he's always, he's, he's a loud mouth. He's, always talking he's going to uh he's and and it's you know he's he talks enough trash to you know it wouldn't be completely disappointing if he got the rematch um but definitely didn't deserve it then yeah so Mazidal was tweeting you know he's ready let's do it uh his management managers were saying that he's ready to do it and everybody kind of dismissed it because he, you know, was just a week, you know, even a week ago was in this very public, you know, dispute with Dana White and the UFC about, you know, fighter pay, not just his pay, but fighter pay in general, um, you know, being unhappy with his contract. And so that seems exactly, to be I a mean,
1: recurring theme tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's something that the UFC is, Always got has always had a bad rap for. You know, they don't pay their fighters enough. Um, and you know, it's it's just something that you know the fighters are eventually gonna have to unionize if they really want you know some big changes to happen, if they want pay to you know, really improve. Um but until then, you know, it's it's gonna be the same thing. So Saturday afternoon, it was coming together. Negotiations were underway between Masvidal's people and the UFC. And it's like, holy cow, this could actually happen. And then Saturday night, you know, reports of the negotiations were intensifying. Late Saturday night, it was all but done. They all came to an agreement. The only thing that was preventing this fight from happening is both guys have to pass their COVID test. So, uh, so what all these fighters are doing was they were all flying into Vegas to, uh, or if they were in the, if they were in the United States, uh, they were flying to Vegas to get tested for COVID at the UFC's facility. I think quarantine for a day or two, get tested again and then fly to Abu Dhabi, which they did, I think on Monday, Monday or Tuesday. Because of all what was happening, Mazudal flew up, you know, because he's trying to, you know, he's, he's in a position where he can save this card, essentially. He can save this title fight. He, I mean, he's, he's a legend. You know, he's, he's a, his legend is only growing. You know, he, he uh, took a private jet to Vegas to get tested. He passed the test. Once he passed the test, um, the fight was official. So now, on six days' notice, Jorge Masvidal has a chance to become the UFC middle uh, welterweight title the champion, <laughs> which is no easy task because Kamaru Usman is a beast—a beast of a wrestler, a beast at the standup. But Masvidal is a beast standing up as well. I mean, he's a, he's a backyard fighter. I mean, you you don't get to the level where you're at if you're just a, an average backyard brawler. I mean. You know, if you're gonna stick, if you're gonna stick with it all these years, you had to have been pretty good to begin with. Um, and, you know, he—he's this is his biggest test for sure, because Usman is on the top, on top of his game, and, you know, isn't slowing down at all at this point. And it's exciting, man. I mean. You know, the rivalry is there. The history is there. You know, the bad blood is there. Um, and just the idea that Masvidal has nothing to lose in this, this situation. And there's a lot of pressure on Usman because you know, Usman was already in camp. He was, you know, he was preparing for a different fighter. He was preparing for a different fight, but he was preparing for a fight nonetheless. I mean, he was in training camp and, Mazudal wasn't. I mean, he was training and you know staying in shape, but you know, he's taking the fight c- he's taking a championship fight, no less, on six days notice. And as of Sunday, he had 20 pounds to lose. I mean, he had to he has to make 170 pounds and they weigh in tomorrow.
1: Cross your um, fingers, he you can make it. But, yeah. yeah, you're right. There's a big difference between just doing regular training and actually training and preparing for a fight. Absolutely. So I agree with Mazal. He he has nothing to lose here. If he wins, he wins the championship. And if he loses, no one's going to blame him because, again, like you said, he only had, what, a week, a week and a half to prepare for this.
0: Yeah, and Usman, you know, if Usman wins, well, he was supposed to win that fight. Exactly. He's been training. And if he loses the fight, holy cow, holy shit, this guy lost to a guy on six days' notice. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, there's a lot of pressure on Usman. Um, he's capable of handling it. You know, he's the champ for a reason. He's got a great camp. He's got, you know, solid people around him. Um, and it's, it's going to be a great fight, a hell of a fight. Um, something that, man, I'm, you know, you know, I was excited about this card to begin with because the idea of three title fights, you know, Gilbert Burns, again, He's the flavor of the week, man. You know, he became number one contender. He was the talk of the town because he's on the come up. And then, unfortunately, he had this major setback. Um, nah,
1: this fall, he came down with the COVID. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. but the stars are aligning for a different story, um, a different energy even, man. I mean, again, this is, there's bad blood. There's history. There's, yeah, and
1: it really feels like the stars are aligning for a better story.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's...
1: Like, I'm sorry Odu came down with, with uh, coronavirus, but... Without if, a doubt. Yeah, if 80, if there's any silver lining coming out of that, it's this match right here.
0: Yeah.
1: So speaking of the match, who do you have winning? Because Usman is a favorite. He's a minus 250 favorite. Mazdal, plus
0: 195. Oh, man. I mean... We this happens to to me and you all the time when we have these kinds of breakdowns on uh, whether it's fights or you know you know baseball playoffs or you know football or whatever it is and whatever whatever support we're talking about we always I always have this we always come across these instances where it's like my brain you know logically uh, you know I would you know I would go with Usman because he's been training. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the champion, you know. He, he's champion for a reason. But man, you know, when you're thinking with your heart or your feelings or whatever your emotions, it's hard to bet against Street Jesus, man. I mean, he's he's um, he's not the greatest fighter of all time. He, he's not going to be in that discussion at all but he is one of if not the most exciting fighter right now and that goes all you know that, that that tugs at people's heartstrings my you know, you know present company included um and it's hard to bet against that guy you know when he's had some spectacular finishes uh some memorable fights um and just a lot of momentum going his way as well. I mean, you know, they, they that's the thing they both have, you know, upward momentum. This is, this is not some, you know, this is not, uh, there's no, um, this isn't a gimme fight for either of these guys. They both deserve to be where they're at. And, oh man, it's tough, but I'm going to stick with the underdogs in this one. Uh, I'm going to pick Mazadal for just the story, for the legend, you know, that, that, that could be cemented uh, if he wins this fight. Um, And, you know, he, he's got to lose a lot of weight. Um, He has to, you know, stay focused. I mean, when you're, when your star is rising as much as it, has for him you know he's he's staying grounded still for the most part um but this is your big chance this is the this is the fight you've been looking for you've you know you've been working towards your entire career um and when there's you know if you're the number one contender or the challenger that has just worked his way up to that point it's big. There's a lot of pressure on you. Um, but it allows you to focus on just the fight. Mm-hmm. But in someone, you know, the case of some, someone like Zedong, we see this happen a lot. These guys blow up before even becoming champion. Um, it worked for Conor McGregor, who knocked out Jose Aldo a few years ago to win the undisputed title. But he was already... His popularity was already that of a champion, um, and it just it just skyrocketed after that. This is a, this is another instance. I mean, Mazudal, his profile, his popularity is surging at a rate that's greater than where, uh, like, where Usman is. Where, you know, Usman is the champion, but. He gets lost in the shuffle in terms of you know media traffic you know the social media and uh you know, news you know all all media i mean essentially everybody everybody's talking about Mozvedal, and people talk about Masvidal way more than they do the actual champion um so again, you hope that a guy like Mozvedol is staying focused you mm-hmm. know is is 100% focused because you have to be in this instance. And the potential to lose focus even slightly is, is so much higher when, uh, when your celebrity, when your status is, is at championship, is at and beyond championship level, but you're not yet an actual champion. Uh, it, it happens a lot, and you know, you just got to hope it doesn't happen to Mazuto. If that makes any sense, I don't know if, if that if that makes sense.
1: So, who are you picking?
0: <laughs> Mazuto. All
1: right, once again, going with your. Hey, you got all upsets for the men. Let's see. So, if you were to parlay your five choices and all five hit. Bet $100, you would win $3,566.91.
0: All I have to bet is $100?
1: Yep, if you're a betting man. Are you a betting man are you a coward?
0: (laughs) I might might look into it. We'll see. That's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Are you a betting man? Well, you are a betting man. What are your thoughts? Are you? Uh...
1: I definitely would try. <laughs> I really, I would want to say, "Hey, it's only a hundred dollars, but a hundred dollars means a lot more now during the era of COVID than it did, you know, a year ago."
0: Yeah, of course, absolutely. Um, if uh, if you were to take all of my picks and to win, I would want some credit. If you were to take my picks and not do as great, let's just pretend I never made those picks. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And I'll then Uh, I'll then mow you fifty bucks, fifty out of that hundred if I have to. Of course. If I have to do that to uh not get you know blasted on the podcast or social media, definitely
1: getting the jokes off. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. All right, so much fun. We just Went through and talked about all everything that's going to happen this weekend for UFC. Uh, Programming notes. So, we're going to be doing this podcast on Thursday nights, come out on Fridays. Well, it's just dedicated to UFC and WWE.
0: Maybe some boxing. Mm -hmm. Well, if boxing gets back.
1: So, let's say combat sports. Combat sports. That sounds good. Yeah. And then we'll try to do one on the weekend, have a podcast out Monday. Because I, I don't know about you, but I really want to talk about baseball and their opening plans.
0: Definitely. We need to because, uh, man, it's right around the corner.
1: Yeah. And then we got to get back on that uh, the superhero movie review. Got to get back on that. Really. Definitely. Yeah, so we'll get back on that. All right. Anything else you want to say to the people?
0: Oh, thanks again, as always, for tuning in. Uh, hope everybody's staying safe, staying well, um, wearing their masks, social distancing, all that. Uh, yes. Washing their hands, you know, all of that important stuff. Very yeah, important stuff.
1: yeah, hundred percent. Because COVID doesn't care what color you are, doesn't care what you believe in, religion, politics, whatever. Only thing it cares about is getting inside you and reproducing. So. Please, people, be safe. Listen to actual doctors so we can stop the spread until there's a vaccine. Let's just be, it's better to be
0: safe than sorry.
1: Exactly. I mean, you wear a mask, at best, you're protecting yourself and other people from getting COVID. And at worst, you had to wear a mask for a couple of months. Big deal.
0: Big deal. Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, that's all I got. And we'll see you guys later on. Try get another podcast on Monday. And um, that's it. So for Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later, babies. <laughs>